When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey IDP Army, ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello, everybody. Welcome to week nine edition of Offensive Points Podcast. Go ahead and follow us on Twitter at Offensive Points. Follow us on TikTok at IDP Army. Get on the Discord. Get the IDP index that our homie Jordan excels at. Get on the Dynasty index by Mr. Cody, I believe. Send us a postcard. Add us on MySpace. Hit us up on the chirp. We want to hear from you guys. So a little bit different today. We are recording this on a Tuesday uh, to cover any moves by the trade deadline. And... This is this is a day of news, so there is some stuff happening out there. So we'll be able to talk to you guys about that. Uh, the ghouls and goblins inflicted some major damage to fantasy managers over the weekend. They de-footing of fantasy god Derrick Henry. They stole Jameis Winston's ligaments, and they broke the Buccaneers' offense. But it's okay, because we are here for you. We feel your pain. We are going to get you back on the effing horse, and we're going to ride it all the way to the fantasy championship. If you were riding Derrick Henry, you can still recover. There's plenty of football left, and hopefully you've been listening to Josh's watch segment and loaded up on some of those dudes over the past few weeks. Jordan releases the waiver wire segment every Tuesday, so be on the lookout for that. And don't quit. Just keep grinding. Urban Meyer. Billy's not paying attention. Oh, I'm writing something in the chat. My bad. No, I need to have that. I sprung that on you. That was my fault there. But uh, yeah, anyway, had to make sure that. you're paying attention there, pal. But anyway, <laughs> today we're going to cover the notable injuries, the news, do some daily stuff, and we're going to hand out some midseason awards in part two. So dive into that with us and give that a listen as well. God, and we're going to listen to Josh eat his damn Taco Bell, apparently. Apparently. Good. Dude, I got to eat, man. I tried to make this like off-brand Aldi's fucking pasta, thinking that maybe it would be okay. It wasn't. Either way. It was gross. So, got some Grubhub in here. Appreciate you saving Sponsored by Grubhub. (laughs) Possums, we got you. With our help, you'll be sleeping like a baby or like Joe Biden at the Climate Summit. Either way, you're going to rest easy knowing you are on your way to fantasy greatness. So, I have a little surprise for you guys today. We have a giveaway that is pretty fun, so stick around until after my daily plays for the details on that. Josh, Billy, what's up? What a tease. I really like that. I know. Um, I know. I'm glad Josh is, has his mouth full so that we can just talk like normal adults. Yeah, just have a normal conversation. I can interrupt at any time. <laughs> yeah, I expected that. Um, but yeah, it was a pretty good weekend. Um, I didn't lose anybody of note. Joe, did you lose anybody of note over the weekend that mm-hmm. Fuck you, you traded Najee Harris for? 
Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, lost uh, Derrick Henry, and uh, I'm the good. Fantasy you know, God I don't himself. need him. Yes, I don't need him. Sad times. So, okay. Well, well, no, okay. no, no, I, I still got an intro. Just oh, my bad. Good God, you're over there eating. Here. I can't tell you yeah, yeah, when no, talk. I can eat and talk. It's fine. Um, I just want to say uh, it's it was a rough week all around. You probably lost one, at least, in your league. I mean, at this point. So one of the leagues that you're in. Um, I do want to say shout out to our boy, uh, John Fisher, who is a loyal listener. Um, and I do appreciate you, but you're going to get your ass kicked in the office league. Damn. Sorry, Fisher. We love you. Hey, yeah, I just found out I'm, yeah. I'm two and five in the uh, the best ball league. So nice, good this job, is, buddy. This is where the winning starts, right here. You guys better be scared. I drafted for week nine after, so we're good. Yeah. I also yeah. took down the legendary Nubs in the best ball league. The yes, uh, only undefeated person. Yes, he had some injuries and some bye week concerns, but let's move past that. Tomatoes. It's a best ball league. You have to just play with what you got. Okay. Let's get on to the news. Um, we'll start in kind of the biggest news story of the day. It's kind of the, you know, not as funny of a news story, obviously, but uh, Henry Ruggs was charged with DUI resulting in a death in Vegas. Uh, Raiders are on their bye week. We're on their bye week when this occurred. I don't see Henry Ruggs playing the rest of the season. And we just send thoughts out to uh, the victim of this tragedy. It's nothing that, you know, you can ever prepare for because that's it's just not something in life. And, you know, we're not going to we're not going to discuss any fantasy things with this. This is not a time for that. Um, I will say, like everyone out there, especially you youngsters, like you're not invincible, like anything can happen at any time. And in these are very, you know, life or death things. Like, don't think that you, nothing bad is ever going to happen to you because something will eventually happen to you bad. And it's going to be a huge wake up call. And I, you know, hopefully it doesn't lead to these kind of circumstances where Henry Ruggs is currently finding himself. But I just, you know, this is a lesson that everybody's learned. Um, it probably hasn't been to this extreme, but. You know, just got to start in this place. Everybody out there, just, you know, be safe. Be safe. Yeah. It's a horrible situation, man. And the Raiders have just gone through it this year with everything. I mean, they such a promising start to the season, and then Gruden, then this. And it's just horrible. I mean, there's a lot of bad juju around that team right now. And, uh, yeah, thoughts and prayers for everyone. It is. Nothing, nothing really to add there. Just no. Thoughts to the family of the person that was affected by this. Moving on to even kind of this, you know, not as sad as that, but kind of just as sad. So Calvin Ridley announced he's taking an indefinite break from football to take care of some off the field uh, concerns involving what many are saying is his mental health. Uh, we wish him the best in figuring out what he needs to do to get back to 100% on the field. Um, injuries do not always inflict your body. Sometimes they can inflict your mind. So, uh, just taking that into account, hope Calvin Ridley finds his way back, um, from wherever he is right now. But yeah, Calvin Ridley does not appear to, to be playing the rest of this season. Have they said that it, he has not, but it's just apparently from the way that he's been talking, 
it does not appear that he will be back. Okay. No, I mean, it definitely seems that way. I just didn't know if that was actually a report or not. Nobody's actually for sure said that. But then again, we don't really know everything about what's going on. And he doesn't have to tell us either. So he's just, you know, way of the road. No, absolutely not. For sure. And we'll get to the Falcons later. Um, this one we can talk a little bit more about the fantasy implications, but we'll get to that. Um, now on to actually fantasy implications. So Derek Henry is underwent foot surgery. Jesus and, Christ. Do you have any good news for us today, Billy? Not yet. So right. uh, somber as shit, man. Jesus. So yeah, I don't mean to start in all these bad places, but Derek Henry, foot surgery out for the season. No, uh, at least no, no, for no. eight weeks. He's out for the regular season. He'll be back for the playoffs. They said six to eight weeks. He might okay. be back for fantasy playoffs. And he might be back sooner than that because Derrick Henry isn't human. And when you work on machinery, sometimes it can go, you know, return faster. But for the time being, Adrian Peterson appears to be the replacement. They signed him to the practice squad with the intent to move him to the first team. Jeremy McNichols is also supposed to be involved in some kind of capacity. They did not add anybody over the trade deadline, and they do not appear to be bringing anyone else in. What do you guys think about the Titans for the rest well, they, of the season? They added Devonta Foreman to the practice squad there, and okay. well, he looked he looked good last year filling in for Derrick Henry. I appreciate that on that one. I don't know if you watched any of their games last year. It is he news, did look all right. Um, so, I want to talk about Billy swooping in on one of the dynasty leagues we're in and swooping Adrian Peterson while he was still not on a team, which was phenomenal because I tried to do the same thing and I was late. You know what? You always got you always got to be working. That's what I'm. That's what I'm doing. I, I, I have leagues where I have teams that just don't have their rosters completely filled out, just for this exact kind of situation. Todd Gurley, Adrian Peterson, whoever it's going to be, I you know I'm ready for it. Okay, well maybe on to the less. No, please say something good news this time. I don't even care if it's like lesser news. I don't like, think do my something. heart can handle it. I okay, something. Well, This isn't sad news. It's just funny news. So Odell Beckham's dad posted on Instagram a short video showing Odell Beckham being open and Baker not throwing him the ball. Um, Quite a bit of shade thrown by Odell Beckham's dad. Uh, LeBron James put on Twitter that they need to hashtag free Odell. Um, Apparently the Saints inquired about trading for him before the trade deadline. Obviously nothing ended up getting worked out. But what do you, how do you think this is going to shape up for the Browns for the rest of the season? I feel like there's so much bad blood there right now that they should have traded Odell. And if they don't think that they have a good receiver or they're not going to throw him the ball, I personally throw him good balls, Billy. Because honestly, I'm not saying that only his you know eight plays that his dad showed were the only plays, obviously. But there, there has been a, a plenty of times where Odell just doesn't get the kind of targets that the the kind of wide receiver he is baker's kind of a check down guy he doesn't really when he airs it out it's a straight down the field because he's wide open kind of thing i don't know i think baker could i think odell needs a better quarterback he never really had a good quarterback i mean he had eli for a couple of years but he needs someone to assume that they're going to try to feed him right this week i don't know he gets targeted the most every week like, yeah, six targets bad, isn't that bad. much. It's between six and eight every week. Why not? Um, Why isn't it 12? You think you want him to miss 12 balls? That's fine. You can do that too. Is he just too fast for Baker? Because like all those plays, I mean, it's just hitting him in the back or short or 
so there's one of two things happening. One, which I've seen talked about by quote unquote experts. Um, a lot of what Odell does is like off ball. Like he will do routes that Baker maybe not doesn't see fully about what he's about to do. Like maybe his route is supposed to be running straight and then he has to cut. And sometimes Baker doesn't see that he stutters or like something. He doesn't see the full thing because he's apparently too short to see over the line. And that could be a part of it. And then other part is Baker, you know, Odell doesn't need to be your third down catch it at the uh, first down guy. Like that's he doesn't need to be that. Needs to be Jarvis or somebody like that, and then you have Odell going down the field. But it's just a bad, it's just a bad situation all around. Baker's not really the three hundred yard passing guy. It's a run first team, so naturally, they're Baker's only going to have you know two forty yards. Like it's that's about his probably career average, if not less. I just I feel like to get to get Odell more involved, you need to like either throw him some better run him on some better. I don't know if it's really Baker's fault or it's really, you know, Odell's fault might be the coaching scheme. Like they, it's a run first team. If they don't throw him the ball in good situations and he's not going to, yeah, you're right. Like he's basically doing curl routes out there. Like that's not Odell Beckham. That should be Landry. That's what Landry did in Miami was the little quick slants. Yeah. <clears throat> They're not hitting many of those 50, 50 balls that he's kind of excelled at through his career. And well, not he's good. not really an overly not a tall guy, so he's not going to win 50-50 balls all the time. The only reason he did that is because he has good hands. So, I mean, naturally, basically, to sum this up, I think it's a miscommunication on both of their parts. I, I, watch the obviously not every, I watch the Browns every week. I don't think that there is, like, one version that's worse than the other. Um, I think Baker needs a different kind of wide receiver. Like they could, they could use somebody that's maybe over like six two, that tall. That would be pretty cool, probably for him. Um, but it's just not the team that they've constructed, and it's a run first team. And the point of Stefanski's offense is to run the football. So, it, like we could talk about the passing as much as we want, but that's the point of the offense is to be able to run. And if they can't get that done, then it doesn't really matter what the passing game looks like. Well, if they're that's damn. Defensive backs don't defend the pass better. They're going to be forced to pass quite a bit. That that is the main issue with the team. But nobody, you know, that's a boring thing to address. Let's address the Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham problem. Yeah, that defense is shits for Jordan. Oh, it is bad. That's why we're offensive points. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, let's pay up some fireball bets. How about that? Wait, we're not going to talk. We don't have any more news. What did, did you want to cover something? I have some news. I mean, we didn't talk about Von Miller, did we? Yeah. I mean, was that, I mean, that I just something? think it, I'll, I'll touch on some of the other random small things that I see fit real quick. Is that all right? Yeah, that's perfectly fine. All right. Von Miller traded to the Rams for a second and third round pick, which I yep. think is phenomenal for both teams, except for the Rams now have, I think, one draft pick next year because they just don't care about draft picks. I think that's fucking hilarious. And one I love fifth it. round pick. Dude, it's it's ridiculous how many picks they don't have. Uh, but anyway, they're all in trying to be at least, uh, I, I love it for Denver. I know a lot of Denver fans are probably like, we love you Vaughn, but like at the same time, how much more are we going to get out of them with Chubb out too? I don't think you're really a playoff team at this point either. I mean, yeah, you could have maybe, but the way you've been playing, probably not, but also getting a second and a third, that's phenomenal. You can go draft your new, uh, Chubb and Von Miller. So here's why I think they did that deal. You know what? Maybe good thing you brought this up. So they cleared off all that money off the books, and this sets up 
Aaron Rodgers to go there. Like, dude, I hope so. This this just this just made that happen. So they paid the rest of the salary for this season, but it gets his salary from next season off the books and clears up enough cap space to where they could potentially sign Aaron Rodgers. So, in my opinion, Denver's making a, a real play at or Russell Wilson. Potentially, but I think doesn't Russell Wilson have two more years left? I mean, I guess Rodgers does too, but no, Rodgers I think has one more year left after this or something like gotcha. that. But Russell yeah, but might, still, Russell I mean, might be the same thing. The point is, it's a trade, and, and not to mention they just got some capital for that trade. You know, another second or a third, exactly, and they can actually start to put a better team around him. Which <laughs> the team's not bad. The team's it phenomenal, honestly. This is Denver is. just thrown in the towel this year, though. Yeah, straight up. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater has looked okay. Uh, their defense really has been the problem, though, because yeah. their defense was projected to be a good defense. Obviously, Chubb going down didn't help anything, but um, defense I mean, isn't terrible. It's not good either, though. I mean, it's not like they're giving up forty yards a game or forty points a game. That's true. I just feel like if they were to be winning, I mean, obviously, quarterbacks the weak spot, but their defense was the problem. Elite. The problem is the defense. But all right, and then anyway, two more things. Deshaun Jackson being released by the Rams. Pretty excited about that for Deshaun Jackson. Uh, don't know why they got rid of him after, uh, you know, the Tutu Atwell being uh, on the IR now. But I want to see where he's going to go because he will go somewhere. Like, he's going to be a role player somewhere. And honestly, there's teams that could use him as a starter at this point. Yeah, he's injury prone. I get it. And he's an ex-Eagle. But um, honestly, wouldn't mind seeing him on the Eagles. But And then also, how are we not going to talk about Jalen Smith getting released by the Cowboys, signed by the Packers, and then released by the Packers all in, what, like four weeks? Yeah, that's a, that seems like a huge problem for Jalen Smith. He got to choose where he wanted to go, and the place that he chose to go didn't want him. I think that should tell everything. He was a healthy scratch on Thursday night against the Cardinals, which raised an eyebrow, but it didn't, you know, doesn't, didn't necessarily mean anything bad. That just was, you know, maybe he wasn't completely all the way ready yet. That's fine. But – to address your news here, everyone go pick up Van Jefferson. I yes. think he's a great value Agreed. now. And uh, Jalen Smith sucks. Well, Van Jefferson is going to get picked up in the waivers. We are, like I said, like we said, recording this on a Tuesday, and he's currently like one of the higher projected wide receivers. So I think just by default, he's going to end up getting <coughs> up a lot this week. Also, another pickup here for the, our IDP friends, um, Chris Barnes is actually this opens his role back up because honestly, this whole Jalen Smith thing has kind of put a damper. Just his small amount of snaps that he was getting. Chris Barnes actually has been pretty phenomenal. He's a second year guy out of some school that Billy probably knows. Um, but um, I don't college, know you're the college guy, I just assume. Anyway, but Chris Barnes has looked really well. And now with... Uh, pretty much an uninterrupted path to starting time. He's definitely worth a roster spot and people might not have him. I mean, I dropped him in one of the leagues, I think, or it was yeah, he, he's been dropped in a few leagues, so you could probably pick him back up. So, okay. Well, did you get your old news out of the way? I, old news. I just felt like it should be touched on. You know That's what I mean? Fine. Just, just touch on it. Uh, 35. I'm trying to be like Walker Urban Meyer, you know, this my strong hand. God, you he are said the I, I don't have. You need to be on that button 24 Okay, seven. well, now the button is up on my screen. I had something else pulled up, and we're fine now. Okay. The creator of the button, you are responsible for the button. <laughs> and I realize that. I've been dropping the ball so far. Oh, well, we're recording this on a Kinda Tuesday. like Devontae Smith. You expect me to be a. You expect me to be. Yeah, for real. You expect me to be on the ball? We're recording this a day early. I'm 
everything yeah, is out, of, out of order right well. now. Yeah, welcome to my life. And we got all the sad news in the beginning. I know. Of the episode. Yeah, you went with all the sad news, and then you're like, "We're done with news." And I was like, Can "Brandon just Cooks do, like, was some... not traded." Yes. Brandon... So oh. we said, <laughs> me and Joe, that Brandon Cooks would be traded last week, and after we bet Mark, Josh that Mark Ingram he got traded. Yes, after Mark Ingram got traded, and Brandon Cooks was making cryptic messages on his Twitter. So me and Joe lost. So cheers to Joe while we cheers take the, the bill. shot. Jim Beam. I appreciate you not talking about during that, Josh. <laughs> to fill a little bit. No, I wanted to I wanted them to hear the glugs, man. So this is week nine that we're recording right now, and I have yep. yet to take a fireball bet. And I have made a lot of them. I'm speaking of so. other speaking of other fireball bets, Joe, uh, do you want to pay up over our Sunday bets? Um you have another well, you have, one. You, I was about to say, you have one here. Kyle Pitts, five catches for 87 yards, over, under. Joe was over. Josh was under. Obviously, that was under. So so also, there was another one we made on Sunday that um, um, Justin Fields would go for 180 passing yards, and he was on the final drive. And I believe he threw an interception at the end there. Or was it just a turnover? I don't know, whatever. It didn't get it, and he had 175. So Did you make that, that before one. the game or yep. during yeah. that drive? No, Literally. before the game. 180 and you yeah. happen to hit it by less than five what yeah oh it was wild honestly i thought i was taking we, we started sure. at like 225 yeah. and i was like come on man and then we just kind of insane. settled on 180 i think it's, i said 200 and then that is horrible luck joe i'm sorry to hear that it was a it's rough fine one. it's fine for a bears fan i'm used to it um <laughs> i took one before the podcast no no but... you just take the kyle pitts <laughs> one but anyway let's while we're well this one i will talk about because kyle pitts our man Two catches for 13 Ooh. yards, man. That is a fucking good tight end right there. I want him on my team. Yeah. So just for the people that were not watching the game, Stefan Gilmore decided that he was just going to take out his frustration of not playing this entire season out on Kyle Pitts, and it worked. And that's what's going to happen over the next few games because they play tough defenses. Yeah. Hopefully, I don't know what they're going to do at wide receiver now. They didn't even use Russell Gage. I, I was shocked. What, what, I was shocked. what do we do? Taji Sharp was the only, I think, do. the only wide receiver to catch a ball in that game. Yeah, I have no idea what the hell Van is going to do. Also, how did me. they not make a move? I mean, not that they're really buyers right now. Tanking. <clears throat> yeah. They're not, but they are. How is, how is Matt Ryan allowed to play with that much blood squirting out of his hand the whole day? That finger. Yeah. Oh, blood finger. Like they didn't tape it up for a mm. while and just let it bleed all over the field. That was always something when I played in sports. If someone was bleeding, man. Yeah, that's how you get AIDS, man. Yeah. Yeah. Don't want Matt Ryan's AIDS. Okay, speaking of AIDS, let's get on to the one-minute recaps uh, for this week. Uh, Josh will go last since his team won. Uh, Me and Joe will go first because our teams suck. Um, Joe, I'll let you go first this time. Yeah. All right. So, Chicago Bears uh, lost to San Francisco. Could have told you that was going to happen, but – it was actually a lot of positives going on there. It showed that the offense can be effective without Matt Nagy there. Uh, Khalil Herbert looks awesome. Um, Darnell Mooney and Fields are starting to get on the same page again. And Justin Fields had one of the best plays of the year and is really starting to come into his own, it looks like. Um, excited to see the future for that guy. Um, Khalil Mack was out, so Jimmy Garoppolo got away with those ticky-tack rushing touchdowns that he never would have gotten away with had Mack been there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, as a Bears fan, I wasn't too upset about that one. I could have told you that was going to happen. 
I mean, honestly, it was a good game. It was back yeah. and forth the whole time. It wasn't like you were ever losing or winning by too much, or it was out of. You know, yeah, we were winning for a lot of the game, and then I thought Fields went. looked pretty good in that yeah. game too. Yeah, he's gonna 100 yards, 103 rushing yards, man. That's that's why we drafted him. The rushing looked phenomenal, and that's what I actually said that to Joe when we were sitting there. I was like, Man, this is what I was talking about. Like, this is what we got from Hertz, and it's Wentz or Trubisky back there. You're gonna get that fucking just a sack there, and Trubisky or not Trubisky, uh, Fields turned into a touchdown or 15 yards, you know. Well, I think a lot of that was Tabor actually calling the plays because Trubisky was pretty effective at running, and then Matt Nagy made him stand by <laughs> in the pocket, to which he did not excel at, and then. He was kind of doing the same thing with Fields, and I think Chris Tabor just told him, hey, do whatever the hell you want out there. Let's have some fun. Yeah. Okay, let's get on to my dump of Brown. Um, so the defense is pretty good. Uh, that's something I can hang the hat on. Still haven't let up a 100-yard rusher yet this season, and Najee Harris got the closest. He got to 90 yards uh, rushing. So that was still pretty impressive out of the defense. Um Miles Garrett also leads the league in sacks. That's another positive thing. Um, but there's the offense. Uh, the offense was not good. Baker Mayfield was good, not great. It, it could have been a lot better. Um, obviously, it all pretty much came down to that final drive where he was leading him down the field, passes Jarvis Landry, Jarvis Landry fumbles, and there went the game. So... It's pretty sad. Odell only got one one pass in the entire game. I think that might have been sending some kind of a message, but I don't know if that message was well-received based on how this week's gone for social media. Um, but Jarvis Landry, 10 targets. I guess if we're going to try to force-feed Jarvis, then I guess that's the way to go. But either way, other than that, it's just sad times in Cleveland. Yeah, I think they both need eight targets a game at least. They're the only real valuable pass catchers out there. Tight ends are okay, and other wide receivers. Well, they're missing Chubb, or not Chubb Hunt, right Hunt, now. For sure, yeah. Really, they really I've got an idea. Them. If you have to win a game, how about you give it to your best offensive player more, and Nick Chubb? That was. Yeah, I think they were. I think they were trying to ease him back, even though he was out for four weeks. And I think so too. Up. But I think that should have meant more for Dearness Johnson, who looked okay in his. Yeah playing time and got the rushing touchdown he kind of looks like hunt when he runs he kind of does i I can see it but they they don't use him in the passing game so i mean they they use dimitri honestly i'm i'm and i'm hoping when hunt comes back that they stop this dimitri felton stuff because really looking at it it makes it look like he's done well because he runs so fast and he does real weird sketch stuff but like he doesn't actually get any yards like he gets like six yards and it looks like he ran for like 40 we had one catch for 14, and Darius Johnson had three targets in the passing game, but he only <clears> caught <throat> one of them. It's just kind of, I don't know. Baker's got a broken shoulder. Like, I don't even know what to expect for the rest of this fucking season. Yeah, you're going to need Hunt back, especially with that shoulder. So, all right, on to the, onto the positives because Billy is very, uh, very somber today. So, 10 um, points. God damn. So, speaking of points, uh, 44 points, uh, 44 to six. Uh, that was cool. Uh, and yeah, it was against the Lions, but we take those. We take those. Uh, but it did take Sirianni eight weeks to figure out that running the ball helps you control the game. Um, and God damn, did he run the ball. 46 carries in the game for 246 yards. Um, I don't even know what to think. Uh, I love that Miles Sanders sent out a message to the coach, texted him, said, hell yeah, coach. Like, he ain't even mad. He's like, dude, please run the ball. Like, do it. Uh, there's mad. only one. Shut up. There's only one thing that didn't look good on the Eagles, though, and that was Mr. Devontae Smith. 
The defense looked great. Offensive line looked great. Hurts looked great. Even though he didn't produce in fantasy, doesn't mean he didn't do good. And Goddard and the rest of the receivers looked good. Uh, this team just needs to show up again this next week. Uh, Devonta Smith, he's gotta, he's gotta start catching balls. He he dropped an easy curl route, and I just, and it was like the first play of the game, and we need to stop doing that. He needs to make plays. That's what he's paid for. And I'm talking like when there's no one about to hit you, you you catch the ball. That's a good point. I mean, like he wasn't even looking up the field. It was like he did a curl route, and the ball was right in his chest, and he dropped it. And did Detroit really go for two after that Jamar Jefferson touchdown? Honestly, or did they miss the extra point? Honestly, I don't know, but probably went for two. They probably went for two. They just Dan yeah. I honestly, I feel really away bad. I even get the kicker out and there and get involved. Yeah, good to see Jeremy Jefferson getting out there though. I I pretty good. Him. him and uh, the O name that I cannot pronounce. He actually looked really well too um, out there. But I, I did like. Oh, we also did see our first mustache sighting. Uh, Gardner Minshew in an Eagles uniform looks fucking weird. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to think about that. He's number ten, which makes me think of Chase Daniel for some reason. And uh, I, I didn't like it, but he he did all right as well as a backup. Or as Everybody's a, been clamoring uh, for him to replace Hertz. Well, they got their wish. I mean, you know, in a, <laughs> in a, giant, in a freaking ridiculous scoring game. But exactly. Yeah. I just thought that was funny. Everybody's putting that on Twitter. Like, hey, you all are getting your wish, dude. That, that news Hertz. was so stupid. Someone said, "Oh, eventually you got to see what you have in Minshew," and everyone's like, "Is he replacing him right now?" Shut the fuck up. All right, anyway. Jesus. Okay, let's move on to our the main segment of the episode. We're going to do midseason awards. So we're not going to do the MVP comeback player of the year. We're not going to do any of that because this is a fantasy show. Am I right? We're doing fantasy. You're right, bud. So we're going to do fantasy awards. So the fantasy accolades. I wish we had a, yes. a round of applause. Yeah, we need a like a big round of applause. So let's start out with first uh, award on the board, best value in fantasy this season. Josh, you want to start us out? All right. Joe knows this man all too well, and his best va- my best value is going to be Mr. Debo Samuel. Uh, put up, what, 180 against your Bears last week. Almost had an 80-yard touchdown, but missed it by a yard. Uh, sorry, once again, but he is right now on pace for 1,600 yards, and only three people in the last six six years have done that and getting to 1,600 yards, that is. That's Julio Jones twice, because it's Julio Jones, Antonio Brown in 2015, and Hopkins in 2019. Even Diggs didn't get to it last year, even though it felt like he did, but he also just had like 18 touchdowns or something. So he's already having the best year of his career through seven games, which, I mean, he's only played two years, and one of which he was injured, but... Um, obviously there's another person who's having a phenomenal season, but it would be a shame to not highlight Debo and what he's done, especially coming back from that hamstring injury that hampered him all year. Um, it's been anyone who got him. I, I drafted him. I didn't even really want him. He was just sitting there around eight or nine and it was just kind of like, yeah, I guess I should take him. And I can't pretend to be a genius for this. That just happened to work out for me. You are a genius, Josh. Yeah. You're still giving yourself some credit, dude. All right. Well, me and Joe, I think, have the same one. So, Joe, Who's yours? Cooper Cup? No. Okay. Well, just kidding. I'll go with no, mine then. <laughs> Cooper Cup. I think he's been one of the best uh, re- receiver values of the year, I think, going into the season. Kind of thought maybe they would favor more uh, Bobby Woods, but they, uh, the breakfast club that we wish we would have known about before the season has come to fruition. 
Uh, Cooper Cup has 90-plus targets on the season, which is, I think, 30 more than any other player um, receiver-wise. And he's made the most out of those. He easily leads the league in receptions and yards. He's almost at 1,000 yards already. He will be in this next game, barring injury. And I think as a fantasy manager, this is one of the best steals I can remember. Um, this is like getting Michael Thomas, but not instead of like the first or second round, you probably got him in the fourth or fifth, maybe sixth round even. So best value I've seen in a while. Also, he is on pace to beat Calvin Johnson's records. Yes. Which is just wild. Just wild. insane. That's wild, man. No offense to Cup, just like Calvin Johnson was a monster. <laughs> yeah, there. you think of Megatron, you don't think of Cuppertron. It's a good name. Oh, not calling him Cuppertron? No. no, his name is uh, White Rice. He is. He I gets still like ball. the Breakfast Club. Yeah, Breakfast like Club's good, too. Club. I like that one, too. I really wish I had a Stafford Cup stack right now. But Stafford's been, you know, good. All, right. good. All right, Joseph, best value. All right. <laughs> so my best value is DeAndre Swift. Um, what? Uh, I've been on this dude all year. Seriously, he was dipping into the fifth round in a lot of drafts at the end of the season there, and he's returning RB4 value on the year. He is the number four running back on the year, averaging 18 points a game in the running back spot. He's already at 47 receptions on the year, and that's just going to keep climbing and climbing and climbing. Uh, he is their offensive weapon along with Hawkinson. I just I love having DeAndre Swift on my team with where you were getting him. I tried to stay away from the cup and the Debo because – you know, well, I didn't think about Debo, but the cup one was obvious. I was trying to get a little bit off the boat there, but DeAndre Swift is my best value for the year. I agree. I, that was, he, he, you were right. I'm glad that I bought into that because I do have him in one league and I, I got him in the fifth round in a 12 man, which was why I was yeah. going to say, remember before the season when, yeah, he was like free falling through drafts. Um, I was so confused at why that was happening because i didn't want him in the third i'm not gonna lie the q man the q holds the power and if you have that q next to your name yes when the season's about to start i know it's so funny and people still to this (laughs) like still right now if you try to trade someone who has a q next to their name they go "Mm, i don't know right he might not play this week he's questionable so oh my god all right on to the biggest bust back to uh chicago uh where debo samuel had a great game alan robinson did not um, I put two things here because I wrote this before the trade deadline ended and it was either I'm so happy that Robinson got traded or why the hell did Robinson not get traded? And I'm going to go with the latter there because why the hell didn't he get traded? He's averaging three catches and 34 yards per game with one touchdown so far. They've been basically wasting this poor man's career. He hasn't had a quarterback his entire year. At least the shitty quarterbacks he has had actually used him. So Justin Fields is there. We thought that maybe this would be the change that he needed. He finally gets a good quarterback. Well, Justin Fields is still learning how to be a quarterback right now. And unfortunately he's a mobile one, so he's going to bail and run. So, uh, I mean, as a fourth or fifth round pick right now, the pain of anyone who owns the share of Robinson is just feeling, I, I just, I know nobody wants to, but he's droppable at this point. If you need the space, you, you could, you should keep him, but I get it, man. I get it. This is the week. You're not starting though. So no, you're not. This That's the thing. The Mooney Mooney gets like seven targets a game, and Robinson gets four. I don't get it. And he doesn't get valuable ones. I I, I don't know. Even even Darnold or Dalton wasn't making uh, making him look good. So it wasn't. It's not like it's a veteran quarterback thing or anything. Yes, Allen Robinson is a good choice for a bust. Okay, 
this one may be the one that I can't click back onto the private chat to make sure, but I'm pretty sure this is the one that me and Joe agree on. Yes. Brandon Ayuk is the biggest bust in fantasy football this season. Um, you were drafting him with the anticipation of last year's results leading into this year being a similar success. Well, 23 targets and 13 catches later through eight games. You, you haven't uh, you haven't quite recouped that value just yet. Um, Not at all. So sad times in San Francisco, and I think Kyle Shanahan is a fraud. So, Joe, go ahead and take the rest of Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, um, 35 PPR points all year for a fifth-round pick is not ideal, to say the least. Um, you're right. I mean, everyone was drafting him based off of last year when he was the only game in town, and now you got Debo back. Kittle's coming back this week. Clearly, they just want to run the ball. Um, even Sanu looks really good. So, I mean, the writing was kind of on the wall here, but we missed it. I, I think we all assumed that it would be more of a split between Ayuk and Debo. And I don't think we missed it. I think this is Kyle <clears throat> Shanahan overthinking. There was, there was six or seven games where he had 20-plus points last, last year, and yeah, he was the only show in town at the time, but he was getting 10, 12 targets, and now he's getting two. Like, I, I don't know. I, I dropped him in every league that I owned him in. I don't want, like, yeah, I, I don't know what to do, what the hell to do with him. Um, he's, he's somewhat unusual, unusable. Last week, I would say, was his most usable week. Um, yeah. We catch his think, two point conversion, but you would think without Kittle there, though, that like they would have to use someone else, but it's, it's just Debo. And then, well, you've seen how bad simple. that team looks. Uh, Kyle Shanahan's in his head about what to do, and yeah, he doesn't want to play as good players because he, wants him to practice harder, some bullshit that he spews every week, and it doesn't make any sense. Well, what happened to Sherfield? Sherfield's a better wide receiver. I haven't seen a whole lot of him lately. I, I should tell you everything. Yeah. I have draft or uh, picked up and dropped AIC at least four times now, so hopefully yeah. this time's a charm. Sad times. Yeah, yeah. I, see, I see him on like half your teams. Yeah, okay, there. let's move on to the biggest surprise of the fantasy football season so far. Um, oh man, I just saw Joe's, but I'm gonna go ahead. Yeah, um, go ahead. So my biggest surprise is Jonathan Taylor, and so far, yes, this is my football team that we are in a league with, which I'm very excited about. But to call this a surprise is kind of tough, since he was ranked in the top t- top ten. But I think it's a surprise to all of us. I mean, at least me and definitely Joe. Joe had reservations about Taylor being a top ten. Running say back I have fire. I have outstanding fireball bets about him. So I'm do you? Yeah. Oh well, let's get to those in a second because I want to hear those. But uh, in my eyes, rightfully so, I think this is, I think this is a big surprise here because Billy and I both had him in about eight or running back eight or nine, I believe. And the beginning of the season, I didn't actually look, but um, other rec- rankings had him in the top four or top five running back. And I, I'm just saying that I didn't think anything like this would happen with him. His involvement in the passing game has been significantly increased. And Frank Reich is using him well with dump offs and basically letting him run instead of only running him directly up the middle. So uh, and so the last five games, he's averaging 135 yards on 18 touches, whether that be through the air or on the ground. And that is RB1 numbers right now. And honestly, with Henry being out and this workload staying consistent, which I don't see why it wouldn't, he could be RB1 on the season at this point. And anyone who invested that with the eighth pick or the seventh pick is probably feeling pretty good right now. What is your outstanding... What is your outstanding fireball bet on this, though? You know, I don't see it written down. 
Me and Joe have one where I said Aaron Jones will finish higher than Jonathan Taylor, but could have sworn I made another one for Jonathan Taylor. Or maybe I said that he was going to be the RB1 back no, like, way back definitely, then. Definitely didn't say Oh, maybe like as in like <clears> top <throat> 10 running backs or something. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. But yeah, it's been it's been wild, honestly. Like owning him. I kept him thinking, like, okay, well, I'll at least have another running back, and he's been the dude. I think in Dynasty right now, you can make an argument for him being number two. Yeah, I remember um, trading him for Miles Sanders last year. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. <laughs> That's Damn. One of my great hey, moves. If it makes you feel any better, Billy traded me Ayuk for Cup in Dynasty. So yep. Thought I was making a solid play there. Yep. Boy, is that gone opposite. I mean, you did get Derwin James. So you have the number one safety, so you got that going for you. I wish it meant more. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, on to my biggest surprise so far, and it's been Cordell Patterson for the Falcons. Um, I, none of us saw this coming. I, no, Anybody out there who told you this was going to be Cordell Patterson's breakout, they're lying to you. He's 30 years old, and he's never done anything like this. Um, with promising careers at Minnesota, I remember he used to be a dependent kickoff return guy. Like you would ha- only have him on your team, just hoping for a kickoff return to happen. And now he is a top 10 RB in most formats, and he's just really consistent. And I, I guess it only takes one coach to believe in you, which is the uh, the former passing game coordinator in Chicago that now is the offensive coordinator in Atlanta. And it's good to see him getting some work, big boy, six, two, two twenty, And he plays like it too. So it's good to see him finally getting the amount of love that we had kind of hoped he would have his entire career. And one of the biggest surprises, I'm sure that he picked him up off waivers. He might end up winning the elite. Yeah. Honestly, the, the coolest thing about Cordell is he's going to get a fat contract off of this. So he's going to, you think uh, so at 30 years old, I imagine, I mean, at least a couple years, like he's got to get a big, big amount of money extension I'd imagine. or an extension at the very least. I mean, Atlanta's using him correctly. I mean, the problem is, is by the time their team's good, he'll be old. Yeah. yeah. But also then again, you got to think about the tread that's on the tires. He didn't actually have, you know, a 30 carry workload or anything like that. He's barely touched the ball other than kick returns. It's true. So, and he's only getting about 14 attempts a game. I mean, the receiving works really where he's, making his bread so the efficiency is off the charts that it really is exactly yeah. remember when y'all were panicking week three or four you were like well he, there's no way you could continue doing this i still don't think he can some of us this. held strong i'm no i'm still gonna say he can't keep continue doing this but yeah. I, don't, I don't know i haven't he's got an insanely hard I, just, I think i just hate everyone in atlanta right now so listen to his playoff schedule tampa bay carolina san francisco Championship game he'll play in uh, Detroit, but he's got a pretty hard couple of defenses to play. Yeah, but the so. thing is, as a pass catching running back, those kind of break those like tough run defenses and tough pass defenses because it's you're still getting six catches. Oh, so you hey, got Ridley's points. not going to be there. You got to figure some of these defenses are going to start figuring out Pitts and Cordell Patterson are the two players. Well, they figured they figured out Pitts real easily. Yeah. Stefan, okay. Stefan Gilmore is a little different than just like your run of the mill. Okay. Well, we'll get into it in the game previews, but I don't. I think the uh, Saints might be able to figure him out as well. Well, yeah, they have Marshawn Lattimore, so yes, they probably can. Yep. All right, Joe. Biggest surprise. 
Mike Williams. Um, I thought this guy belonged out of the NFL and he's turned in his best season ever in a contract year. I'm still not buying it, but <laughs> as far as surprised, you can color me surprised on this one. <laughs> I love how you don't even have any stats or anything. You're just like, yeah, he's good. You it's hilarious it. that he is still in your head. He just was a fraud for four years or whatever. And now he's still he's, a fraud. He's <laughs> a now, fraud. And now he's just coming out he's of nowhere. literally committing financial fraud on the next team that signs his ass. Jeez. Literally. Well, you think you'd think it's got to be the Chargers. Yeah. I, if they were smart. I don't know, man. The Chargers have been looking really fucking shaky lately. The last couple games. And now they're about to play the Eagles. If they lose to the Eagles, they're really in bad shape. So now, you, okay, so here's the thing. Now you're saying that not only is he being a fraud, the Chargers are also boosting his value to potentially get a compensatory pick from him Yeah, wherever play he that signs that contract. Corner. I didn't even say that. I was What's just saying that? the Chargers are looking really rough right he, now. They've played two really bad Yeah, but you're saying he might not sign back with the Chargers. Like That would mean that they've only boosted him up like this. No, I'll tell you what's going to happen is Ryan Pace's dumbass is going to hop on the phone and be like, <laughs> we're going to give you a five mil 80 or five year 80 mil to come to Chicago and, and waste your fucking talent. No, he doesn't have any talent. <laughs> but no, he's going to come there and everyone in Chicago is going to be like, oh, we got Mike Williams. And he's not going to do a fucking thing. He's going to be the Odell Beckham of Chicago. If Mike Williams shows up in Chicago, I will buy you a Mike Williams. Well, the problem jersey. is you've already Please wasted Allen Robinson's career. So, I mean, why, might as well waste a <laughs> shitty person's career instead. We've wasted eight weeks of Allen Robinson's career. No, eight weeks. Fucking three years, man. Has he won any ships? Like, fuck, man. Damn. All right, I'm, ships. I'm just, wow. I'm just, I'm just pissed off about Alan Robinson's draft pick. I should have drafted McLaurin. I don't know what I was fucking thinking. Fucking Oscar <laughs> the Grouch over here. That's what I'm hearing. All right, All right. let's move on to number Bitch, four. I'll leave it in a trash can. All right, let Worst me talk to... rookie award, Josh. All right, so I took this shit seriously when you said this. I didn't even think about like later round picks and stuff. I just went straight up like top ten, which my my boy uh, did make it, <clears throat> Mister Devonte Smith. And honestly, this is more just a recency bias on my opinion here. He's actually had four decent to good weeks, like 10 to 20. Um, but he has had four terrible fucking weeks. And one of them was last week. And yeah, you can say, oh, we only threw for 100 yards. We didn't have to. But he dropped like two or three balls that were perfect passes. So he, I saw him cheer when he caught a 15-yard ball, his only ball. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to say that he's the worst rookie, but this is not what I expected at least. And maybe I had high hopes he's a rookie. Um, but... I expected him to make big plays, and so far his longest play is a 37-yard catch. Um, not what he did in Alabama. Obviously, NFL to uh, from NCAA is going to be a little different. But basically, right now, he looks like Nelson Aguilar to me. He's dropping balls left and right, easy balls. This is basically what happened when we drafted Aguilar. Everyone had their hopes up. We got ourselves a good wide receiver. Obviously, Devontae Smith's a little bit different. Uh, but... I don't know. Everyone was worried about his size and everything. I don't even think that's the problem. I just think he's got the yips right now, and I think he'll do better in the long run, but right now I'm pretty disappointed in this play. Sad times. But you know what? Jamar Chase had the yips once, and now he's the GOAT. So everything can turn around. The GOAT? He has five good weeks, and he's the GOAT? All right, Mm -hmm. Kyle Pitts, too. He's the GOAT from his two weeks. No, I don't know. Uh, we'll see what happens with Devontae Smith. Um, I'm sure he can turn it around, though. But I'm going to go on to the worst rookie I've seen, and it's 
Is it his fault? We don't know, but it's Trey Sermon. So Trey Sermon going into the season, we did not know how Kyle Shanahan was going to handle this backfield. And I still don't think we have any idea how he's going to handle this backfield. Um, He's lost Mostert. Um, He's been using Elijah Mitchell, who I think is pretty good, but I don't think he is the answer. Um, Jeff Wilson Jr. is coming back from IR TBD. Don't really know at this point. He is available to come back, but they have not actually um, got him back to practice yet. I'm not sure the answer at running back is on the team right now between the people that we have choices, but it's definitely not Trey Sermon. So after the bye week, he has not played any snaps. He's only played special teams. Um, His only good week was against Seattle where he had 89 yards on 19 attempts, which was a solid week, but he has not seen anywhere near that workload since. And it, it doesn't appear that they even want to try to develop him into a starting running back. So, not really sure what's going on there. I don't. I can't. I don't think it's a full non-talent issue. But Kyle Shanahan is an enigma that I cannot figure out when it comes to running backs. I do agree with you that Kyle Shanahan's probably a joke. But how can you not say that the running back of the future is not on that team? They have like seven of them. Yeah. Like, there's no like. Oh, they're going to. I don't think. Coke. But the thing is, is if one of these people was special. You would think Kyle Shanahan would know that by now. And it's Elijah Mitchell. Mitchell looks pretty awesome. It's Elijah Mitchell. He looks dude. okay, but like he looks okay. He's running for 100 yards on 18 carries every week. No, he he's had a couple of good. Okay, this is back to your Kyle Pitts thing. He's had a couple of good weeks. That does not make him a starter against the easiest defenses. No, that's not even true though. Elijah Mitchell. I don't have his stats in front of me, but I will pull them up. I have no problem with that. That's I fine. I just don't think he's the long term. I don't. Answer. I mean, there's going to be just, a. There's going to be two people that there's not, it's not a, this is not a, I mean, really the NFL at this point, isn't just a one running back game anymore. You got to have two. So the last two games against Indianapolis and Chicago, two of the best run defenses, 18 carries each time. Well, yards, Chicago was missing yards. Khalil Mack as Joe outlined. So let's. Yeah. But Khalil Mack terrible. is more about a pass rush than rush defense. Obviously he still plays a part in rush defense. And then week one, 19 carries for hundred yards against Detroit. Okay. That one's fair. But against Indy and against Chicago, those aren't bad pass rush teams. Like even with Mac out, that's still a good pass. I still rush think Chicago rushing you can, you can run on, but I just not, don't think it's, it's not the Jets easy answer. There's something easy answer. I think I it's going to be him, and I think Jeff Wilson when he comes back. I think that's going to be the two right there this year. That's going to make. It. I think that does not mean your team is going to win anything. Jeff Wilson was phenomenal last year. Whenever everyone else was dead, was the team good? So, I mean, like I said, you look pretty good from, I mean, obviously they're like, everybody's had a moment in the sun. Sermon is the only one that really hasn't had a moment in the sun, Mm -hmm. but everybody's had a moment in the sun under this, in this team. He had like three weeks where he was the guy and nothing happened. I just, I don't think the answer's on this team. I think that they still need a running back and they're probably still going to have to chip away at getting one. I'm going to stick with this team. My worst rookie is Trey Lance. Um, not so much because of him, but because of his situation. Oh, I was like, really? No, I mean, for fantasy, you know, in super flex leagues, dynasty leagues, I mean, he was going super early in oh, drafts yeah. and everything. Yeah. And it's all based on his talent. And <clears throat> bringing it back to Kyle Shanahan, he, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is okay. He's not going to win you a Super Bowl. He's already proved that. He doesn't look great. 
why don't you just throw the rookie in there? I mean, you guys have a really bad record. Why not throw the rookie in there and see what he can do? When he he's got good legs. I mean, he ran for what? Wasn't it like 115 yards or something when he was in there that one time? 89. Yeah. 89. Well, still, it was a good round, and he looks okay, but you got to get him some uh, some reps here. I don't understand what they're doing. I think the, the best part about Trey Lance is he's – okay, so it is two starts or at least majority of starts whenever Grapple got injured as well. Um, he has three sacks for negative seven yards for those three sacks total, and that's the thing, that if you get sacked with a mobile quarterback in there, you usually only lose like three or four yards. When you get sacked with, you know – Carson Wentz or something, you lose 16. So I don't know. These mobile quarterbacks are going to take over the league. I have a feeling in like five years, we're going to have only mobile quarterbacks. So give him, I, I agree. I think give him a shot. Garoppolo, that one game is not going to change anything. He had one good game. That doesn't mean he's the starter for the future, but yeah, you're right. Like they're not looking good. Debo Samuels, their only bright spot at this point. They need He's still not back. throwing long bombs. You like that pass to Debo. It was like, Oh, uh, it was a screen pass. Exactly. And yeah. Debo did all the work and, that's you know that's not on the quarterback yeah he just made my list because of where he was being drafted in so many high caliber leagues and he hasn't done a damn thing yet i agree okay all right on to some uh some defense yes some idp mvp and i gotta go with a guy that i don't like their team at all it's mr trayvon Diggs. that was six straight games with interceptions unfortunately did not get one last week and one of them with two so I can't help but root for this guy, man. Honestly, he looks fucking phenomenal. I really want to get – I wanted him to get one every game this year, honestly, but that stat is pretty hard to come by. He could break the interception record in a season. I believe it was 12 or 13 or 11. I don't know, something like that. It was double digits. And I – honestly, with what, seven already? He could absolutely mm-hmm. do it. No, oh, yeah. Uh, he's shutting – and like, the other thing is, is like everyone is like, well, he's only relevant because he's his interceptions, yada, yada, yada thing is he's shutting down phenomenal wide receivers like even without like idp and whatever fantasy related he is literally shutting down some of the best receivers in the game and he is a beast and i just honestly like i just want him to do good every game of the year except for the other time he plays eagles that's fair enough um i like him a lot we'll see how he finishes out the season but i can see what he's averaging like four tackles a game too which isn't bad i mean yeah for idp purposes definitely not all right Mine is TJ Watt, IDP MVP for me. And oh, yeah. I think he yeah. might be the defensive MVP too, maybe. We'll see. Um, but eight and a half sacks. He's got almost 50, or he's got, yeah, 50 tackles, eight tackles for loss, couple forced fumbles. I mean, pass deflections. He does kind of it all. And if you have him on your IDP team, you're pretty much set for the season. He's going to end up with probably like 17 sacks and. Solid production from TJ Watt and seeing as how you can do it on a defense that has a lot of other good IDP players on it. It's just good to see that he can actually deliver. It's kind of a cheat code. He is a cheat code. Yeah, he's really good. Set it and forget it. All right, Joe. IDP MVP. So mine is Devondre Campbell for the Packers. Um, This guy was absolutely free on waivers and dynasty leagues. I picked him up on twice or on two of them. Unfortunately, I dropped one of them, uh, dropped him in one. Sorry. But, uh, I mean, he was absolutely free, and this dude is just balled out. He has 50 solo tackles, two interceptions, two forced fumbles, one fumble recovery, one sack, three passes defense, and he's playing 100% of the snaps. I mean, the guy doesn't come off the field. So 
you're getting linebacker two, linebacker one production from someone that you just picked right off the waiver wire for absolutely free. So he is my MVP for IDP. Nice. Well, that concludes our midseason awards. We will revisit this at the end of the season and see if these held up or if there's anybody new that's decided to enter the mix. It's going to be pretty tough to beat out some of these people for – uh, especially the worst. <laughs> Trey Sermon would have to have a miracle happen for him to not be my worst rookie anymore. So, um, all right. Well, we don't have a watch this week because we're recording this on a Tuesday before waivers drop, so it's kind of tough to tell who you need to watch out for when we don't even know who will be, you know, what the per- ownership percentages will be. So go, go look back at the old ones and uh, pick up those people. Cause honestly, exactly. probably about 50% of them are still owned in like 12% of leagues, except for the ones there, that hit, obviously there's a lot of players in there. I mean, I'm sure, you know, people like Adrian Peterson probably going to get picked up. So we'll see what it looks like next week and we'll get back to you. But Joe, you still got some daily plays for us. So have yeah, a guys. daily plays on a Tuesday. I usually have a little bit more time to put this together, but I enjoyed looking over this list. Now, as I've said, I use DraftKings for most of my stuff. They have figured out the pricing really well at this point. You're not getting many values places. So I'm just going to throw out my favorite players, my favorite starts that I have on most of my teams on the lineups I have done. So we're going to start off with Dak Prescott. He's playing Denver, and he's $6,900. Denver has been nice. not great, and it's 6900 So, you know, that's good. Uh, so I think Dak's going to have a big game there. Joe Burrow against Cleveland. He is at 6,800, and he, they, Cleveland, or, uh, Jesus, Cincinnati Bengals are the past happiest team in the NFL right now. So only good things can come from that in daily. Um, Mike White, 5,300 at Indy. Mickey Blanco! uh, Mickey Blanco is very cheap. And I've got a lineup that I really like, and I was able to get a lot of other players in there. He looks good. Threw for over 400 yards. Looks like a stud there. Uh, Taysom Hill, if he plays, he is playing Atlanta, and he is only 5,500. He's going to get a ton of those little dump-offs to Kamara. He loves that. And uh, he'll probably run one or two in for you, so I think that's a great deal as well. Uh, Running back, as noted, we got Alvin Kamara um, versus Atlanta at 8,200. I just think he's going to catch a ton of balls. He is their offense at this point. Khalil Herbert is 5,300 versus Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's been oddly – Oddly uh, easy to run on the last couple games here. So, Cleo Herbert's looked awesome. He has the most rushing yards in the league over the past four weeks. Uh, get him in your lineup at 5,300. A.J. Dillon, 4,600 versus Kansas City. Uh, we'll get into that in the game previews, but I think they're going to run it down Kansas City's throat, try to contain the clock a little bit. And uh, my uh, my sneaky, sneaky tournament play of the week is David Johnson here at 4,400 versus Miami. I would not feel good about starting David Johnson, but – they tried to trade Philip Lindsay. They already got Mark Ingram out of there. So I think they've shown that they're just going to run David Johnson into the ground and rest like a baby after doing it. At wide receiver, we have Deontay Johnson versus Chicago at 6,700. They're going to move him around the field a ton, and the Bears are always getting beat in the slot there. So I like that a lot. Jamison Crowder, 5,000 versus Indy. He had a great game last week. He's getting uh, – Mickey Blanco, man, he just loves throwing the ball. So – He's going to make him look good. Rashad Bateman is only 4,000 versus Minnesota. And if he gets matched up with Rashad Breland, good things will happen there. Uh, Van Jefferson versus Tennessee. He is 3,900. It's a great thing there. And Jamar Chase versus Cleveland at 7,600 to pair with Joe Burrow. 
Now at tight end, Dallas Goddard's 4,500 versus the Chargers, who have been getting burned by the tight end. Dan Arnold versus Buffalo is 3,400. He's slowly kind of becoming the focal point of their offense. Um, so yeah, he's, he's a really good value so there. Weirdly. And then I love starting Travis Kelsey this week. He's at 7,000, but low ownership, recency bias. People aren't happy with him. So he's a uh, he's a great one there. Now, I alluded to this earlier. I'm going to give you my start of the week here. My start of the week is Najee Harris for Chicago at $7,800. I think this dude is just going to feast against the Bears. Lots of catches out of the backfield, and he's going to beat them in the middle. Score a lot of points for you. So get him in your lineup. Now, what I want you guys to do is get on Twitter. Get on our Twitter, at Offensive Points. And I want you guys to tweet us the score that you think Najee Harris will have at the end of the game. The person who gets it right will win. An Antonio Brown autographed Raiders jersey. So if you win, we will contact you and we why? will ship that right to your door on that one. Why do you own that? Because <laughs> I, I own it, man. I own it. I love it. It's a great piece. It's a great piece for the man cave. Your wife will hate it, but. Especially if she knows who Antonio it. Brown is. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But all you have to do is get on off- at Offensive Points on Twitter. <laughs> Tweet the score you think is going to win. We will check it. If there is a tie, we will do a coin flip and we'll get in touch. Send us your address. We'll send Come you this You said awesome the score that jersey. Najee Harris gets in fantasy. Yes. Is that yes. in PPR? Yes, it is PPR. Okay. Okay. Well, that's such a – what an interesting gift. Can I, I Can I participate? Yeah. All right. I'm in. That's – okay. Well, we're going to have to police this. but Well, then other people better get on it. Agreed. Yeah, or you're just going to give it back to Joe. That sucks. And you Take can use stuff. decimals, too, if you want. You can use decimals. We didn't make enough about this being Mickey Blanco week. Like, why do... Why did, hey, don't depressing, worry. I got, why did depressing stuff have to happen? I got us like, a start, I, sit, stop, and I got us some really good Mickey Blanco news. Tonight. Okay, well, Game Previews podcast, for everyone who listens to that one right after this one, Mickey Blanco will be mentioned quite a bit in that one, so... Let's let's leave this podcast on an Urban Meyer note. I just want to say John Fisher is going to win that jersey, just because he's he's like the only one that probably makes it this far. Get us out of here, Joe. Guys, good night. <laughs>